Alright, another episode here of Whiskey Throttle Radio presented by the Moto Hub. On this episode, we have privateer out of Ohio. It's Jeremy Hand. He's been coming on strong here late in the season. Scored some points at Bud's Creek, so we talked to him about that. His season so far, racing Supercross and his plans moving forward. Also on the show is Jake Runkles, who scored his first points this season at Bud's Creek. Uh, we talked to him about his, you know, getting some points in front of the hometown crowd, his season so far, and what his plans are for the offseason. As always, huge thanks to our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, makers of high-quality racing oil, degreaser, chain lube. They have it all, and they want to help you out, so make sure to use the promo code WHISKEY for 25% off Blood Lubricants products. So head on over to bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D, lubricants.com. And uh, use that promo code and get some good quality products. As always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and um, yeah, iTunes, and let's get into it. right now is a maryland privateer hero it's jake runkles what's up bud how are you thanks for having me dude of course i had to after that uh awesome bud's creek ride <laughs> thank you i appreciate it so uh dude 21 19 you got to be feeling pretty good about that oh i'm so excited about it it uh they started out a little rough in qualifying i didn't feel the best but went out to that first moto got that 21st and then backed it up with the 19th and the second in front of the hometown, you know, friends and family, so couldn't be happier. Yeah, dude, so that first minute I kept watching, I kept, you know, watching the timing and everything, and I thought you were going to catch Bogle because he was struggling there in the end, and he was fading back pretty good, and I was like, all right, Jake, you got this, you can get him, get this top 20. Yeah, yeah, It uh, it's funny, I actually didn't see him until we pulled off the track, but I kept seeing Jeremy Hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just that bright gear that he had on, so I could kind of see him, you know, in the next section over every time we crossed. Okay. And, but I was, I was kind of by myself a lot of the race. So that was, it was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, first points of the year. So another reason to be stoked and in front of the hometown crowd. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, um, I scored four points at Unidoe last year in the mud, that second moto, but I'd take that 19th any day over that mm-hmm. 17th just with the conditions it was so hot yeah it dude it was it was it hotter than florida because i heard some people say it was and some people said it wasn't it it was and it wasn't mm-hmm. um florida at least had a breeze this i think we got one breeze at the starting line right before the second moto which felt really good but it was it was hot but the yeah. creeks in that hole and just nothing really moves around and it's so humid yeah, I hadn't. I'd never been there, but my dad was telling me that he was like, "Yeah, it's like kind of in a valley, like you said, and there's no air circulation, and it kind of just sits there, and it's like sweating nonstop. It seems." Yeah, yeah, it's 
you're sitting and staging up on top of the hill by the rollers and you're like, okay, it's not too bad. And then as soon as you get down to go pick your gate and you're, you know, in that little nook, it's just, there's nothing going on down there. Yeah. It's, it feels 20 degrees hotter. Uh, you mentioned you kind of struggled in, in practice and stuff. The track seemed a little more hard packed than it usually does. Was it quite a bit different? Yeah. Yeah. There was spots where it was really soft and like kind of tacky. And then there was a few spots over like the rollers before mm-hmm. the finish line that and coming up after Henry Hill, those two spots were pretty hard packed and then they watered them before each practice also. So it was real slimy and muddy and, you know, it was, I was holding on a little tight through mm-hmm. those sections, which kind of, you know, it was a little tricky because the bike wanted, wanted to keep stepping out on you. Yeah. I'm sure, obviously, being from Maryland, I'm sure you've ridden buds a lot. Does it kind of catch you off guard when you go out there and it tracks a little bit different than you, you thought it was going to be? Um, Not really because, I mean, just like anywhere, you get days where it's nice and soft yeah. and loamy and then other days where it's just kind of baked, like halfway, halfway through the summer or whatnot. So I'm kind of used to both ends of it, especially buds. There was a few times where it was pretty hard packed. So, you know, I was I was used to it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the dirt's not too difficult there. I mean, a few rocks were starting to come up throughout the day, but for the most part, it's, it's still pretty decent, even if yeah. it is hard. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, obviously, you're an East Coast privateer here, Jake. So you've been pretty much started at high point. What, uh, how do you feel about your season so far? Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I, I wasn't expecting too, too much coming into it. Um, I kind of hurt my knee at the end of last year and I didn't get on the bike until, uh, April, right before the season. So it seemed like I was just playing catch up all off season and then, you know, the first couple rounds, like, I qualified well at high point. So I was kind of like, okay, maybe I am good. Mm-hmm. And then once the moto started, I'm like, no, I'm not where I need to be yet. Yep. But but nothing nothing helps other than just going out there and racing. I mean, it was, it was tough and kind of a little discouraging sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, getting 30th or whatnot. But, you know, as long as you keep pushing and, you know, keep believing, be confident, you know, it all it all comes around. Yeah, definitely the biggest thing, like you said, is there's nothing like racing. So you can put in all the motos you want, I feel like, in the off season. but what's really going to get you back in a race shape if you're coming back from an injury is just grinding through the motos. It's going to be a struggle for a little while, but it'll be worth it in the end. Oh, yeah, exactly. And we just can't replicate those 30 mm-hmm. minutes. I mean, if you go practice, the track's not getting as rough as it is, as rough as it is for a national. Yeah. So... You know, I could do 30s at a local track, but, you know, I'm not getting as winded or, you know, anything as I am at a national. What's, uh, other than Bud's Creek, what's been your favorite race so far and why? I'm a huge fan of Unadilla and Millville. They're probably one of my favorite tracks. Uh, But I'd probably say Unadilla is my favorite. Just... The fans are pretty wild, mm-hmm. and I I just really like the track. I never I never got to ride it until I went there for riding pro. I never even rode the U2 track, the amateur one. Yeah. So so it's still kind of new and fresh to me. I gotcha. 
Yeah, and I'm sure the weather this year didn't help. I heard it was pretty good. Or I'm sure it helped, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It was it was chilly in the morning and, you know, never really got hot. I mean, usually we're ripping our helmet, mm-hmm. goggles, everything off as soon as we cross that checkered flag. But I think just about everybody kept everything on until they got to, back to their pits. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Millville. I, I, I was a little surprised. that It track seems super gnarly with all the mud and the ruts this year. But, dude, you yeah. had your best race this season last year in the mud, so maybe you're just a mud guy. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's funny. I I never really considered myself a mud guy, but I I'm pretty consistent, and smooth. So I think it just helps mm-hmm. when we do have a mud race. But yeah, Millville, Millville was kind of strange. It it um, it really wasn't bad for how much rain and, yeah. and everything we got, but it just turned out to be pretty one line. So if someone messed up or you tried to pass, it was just kind of tough to do that. Yeah, I was seeing videos from the morning before practice started, and it was just torrential downpour. And I was like, so surprised when the moto started in the track. It looked pretty decent. It was, I was in shock. Yeah, yeah. I think the worst part was probably just the sand rollers, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of one of those deals where there was ruts, but if you kind of caught them on an angle, they'd still like push away, so they weren't solid. Okay. Um, but those those were probably the worst out of the whole track. We were we were all surprised. Yeah. Granted, we probably we all thought that it was going to be really bad. So when it wasn't, we were like, okay, here we go. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good surprise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, during the week for the season, are you just traveling back to Maryland after each round, or were you staying somewhere in between? No, no, we go home after each round. Dad's got to go to work. Um, you know, kind of, kind of do our day to day things and, you know, usually leave Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning and head, head for the weekend. That's brutal. I remember talk, cause I talked to you after Florida and then you guys were loading up the, the trailer and I was like, man, if they're going all the way back to Maryland, it's going to be a long drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was, um, actually right after Millville cause Millville's 19 hours for me. Yeah. So that that one was pretty long, and we just had the van for that one. So okay. we're a little tighter than normal. <laughs> I got you. Um, but so, yeah, okay. we're actually. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, we're actually on our way to Indiana now. We left this morning, so it's you know it seems like we're always traveling. Yeah, yeah. You're probably on the road more than you are like at the track during the weekend, probably. Oh, by far, by far. <laughs> So do you have, like, a sweet local setup there in Maryland where you, you ride during the week, or are you just hitting different public tracks? Yeah, we – it's just public tracks. Like, I'm not far from Tomahawk MX in West Virginia. So that's usually Wednesdays we go there and ride. Uh, you know, obviously, if I have to leave early, I can't make it there. Mm-hmm. But – so I just end up, you know, riding Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Saturday when I get to the race, and then I – you know, I just kind of train at home, road yeah. bike, do all that stuff. And then, you know, I start riding again when I get to the track on Saturday. I got you. Hey, maybe it keeps you fresh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm hungry to get back on the bike. Mm-hmm. So I think that that helps a little bit, or at least I tell myself it does. Yeah, dude, it's all a mind game anyway. So just keep telling yourself, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be fresh. I'm going to be good to go and go out there and lay it down. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So uh, one round left. What are, what are some plans for the off season? Uh, honestly, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I get a few things 
lined up for next season sponsorship wise, but probably go back to work. I, uh, I help a local buddy do HVAC in the off season. So probably do that, save some money for next season. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully go down South for a little bit, keep riding each weekend and, you know, hopefully go down for maybe a month or so right before the season starts and just get some good solid training in. I got you. Did I see somewhere where you're trying to do some maybe MX schools? Yeah, yeah. I um I actually do a few schools every now and then at a at another local track, Happy Ramblers on Thursdays with Brock Smellion. I don't know if you remember him. Yep. Oh, I remember that yep. crash at High Point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so he holds a like private classes for the local kids and everything okay. at that track. So try to help help some kids out and help the club out that the track's on as well. That's awesome, man. It's you know it's giving back. You know, helping the seems kind of like I don't know about you, but for me it seems kind of like the youth. I, maybe it's Fortnite and all that, but they're kind of getting away from motocross and other you know just outdoor activities in general. So it's it's probably always good to give back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean. It's, I'd say it's getting a little better than maybe like a year or two ago, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I know when I was younger, there was full gates all the time. Yeah. And now, now there's maybe like four or five kids in a class, which is, it's kind of strange to see, but hopefully it picks back up and we can see more and more kids starting to go out there and ride. Well, I think with that too, you got to look at the off-road like GNCCs are growing so much you know at least that's what we have on the east coast and I think that has a lot to do with taking away from the amateur motocross racing um why you don't see full gates is I think people are starting to do that more uh it's more riding time and stuff like that so at least something's growing you know they're not both falling back so there's still people on dirt bikes but I think that might have something to do with the the lower gates as well yeah yeah because I had a couple buddies of mine do some GNCCs and they were just they're like, man, it's so it's so nice. You pay, you know, this much. It's more of a weekend thing, yeah. and you know, like you said, they get so much more riding. Yeah, so we need to see you at some of these. I'm I'm thinking about it. I'd like to at least try one, yeah, just dude. to see how I like it and and how I do. Obviously, if I'm not really good at it, I I might not like it. <laughs> I mean, if you're good in the mud and, and ruddy stuff like that, chance to see is you'll probably do pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I'll uh, definitely not crossing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hey, Loretta's was the other week. You got any any good Loretta stories? Uh, I don't really have any crazy stories. I mean, obviously, the few days before, you know, all the racing starts, me and my buddies, or me and probably six other kids, would hop on our golf cart mm-hmm. and just try to tear up as much as we could in the backfield before you know everybody got parked for minios yeah. i got you or from sorry the uh Loretta's. yeah all right yeah dude I, i'm looking at your results here though i guess you haven't been in quite a while you didn't do any big bikes at Loretta's or nothing like that no my last year was on super minis and i believe i went down four times P, pw then i was on 65 85 and then Superman class but I tried one more year when I got on a big bike for schoolboy two and ended up not qualifying up at Broom Tioga and 
I actually didn't try again after that. I just kind of went, I did a few B races, then bumped up to A and just kind of followed the money around and tried to get my pro card. Yeah, man, it's another way to do it. Like, it seems like everyone is so, like, centered around Loretta Lynn's and all that. You know, I got I to gotta do good at Loretta's. I got to do good at Loretta's. And there, it's not everything, you know, and I think you see that, too, with guys like yourself and Jeremy Hand and even, like, Henry Miller and stuff. Their, their Loretta's results weren't anything special. So it's not everything, I feel. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, I mean, it costs a lot of money to yeah. go do that race. And you don't really get much out of it anymore. Yeah. I mean, kids in your class already have contracts for, mm-hmm. you know, the following year or into pro. So, I mean, the only thing you might get is gear. And, I mean, it's it's a lot. Yeah. No, but it, it, it's a it's a cool experience though i mean i had a blast I mean, we looked that was you know the biggest thing when you were little and when you qualify you know, with all your buddies yeah i mean there was nothing better than that and it's badass just to have the bib hanging up in your room growing up and stuff like that just be like yeah i was one of the top 40 in my class you know in, in the country or the world even you know oh yeah yeah the bibs they were probably the coolest part when i was on the pw i wanted to wear that thing all the time <laughs> wear it at a local race or whatever yeah, just wear it at school and all that <laughs> yeah yep exactly leave the dirt on it so uh indiana you're on your way there now what are your goals for this weekend uh kind of simple i just want to you know qualify well and then just ride like i know how to ride just be a little bit more aggressive in the motos get some solid starts and you know i want to score some more points but i'm not that's not my main focus yeah. i just want to ride ride well and i think that'll come awesome man well thank you again for coming on and before i let you go who do you want to thank yeah thanks for having me i'd like to thank andy white at fxr uh micah metals chris Kiefer, blood lubricants bruce combs drywall mt laney ktm uh ride 100 percent that's pretty much it. Not not too many backers, but the ones I have are good ones. All right, man. Well, good luck this weekend, and drive safe getting there. Thanks. I appreciate it. Later. Bye. What's up, guys? We've got some exciting news as our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, continues to push the bar with high-quality products. In addition to their already outstanding racing oil, they've added fork and shock fluid, gear oil, chain lube, kick-ass degreaser, detailer, and pre-race spray. Whether you have a UTV, Harley, ATV, or dirt bike, Blood Lubricants has you covered. They're offering sponsorship opportunities from the amateur level to the pro level, and they're already sponsoring top privateers like Tyler Bowers, Henry Miller, and Bubba Polly. Racing is in their blood, but that's not all. They want to hook you guys up as well. Head on over to bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com and use promo code whiskey for 25% off your order. Don't need, no need to rewind it. I'll say it again. 25% off your order with promo code whiskey at bloodlubricants.com. Jeff Green hooking you guys up. High quality stuff. Check it out. Back to the show. All right. On the line with me right now is a privateer out of Ohio. It's Jeremy Hand. What's up, man? How's it going? What's up? How's it going? It's, you know, going good. Uh, ready uh, to watch some racing this weekend. I'm, I'm sure you're pumped to get back out there. Oh, yeah. It should be a good time. 
How do you how do you feel about the Iron Man track? Yeah, I really like it actually. It's probably one of my favorites. I've had some pretty good results there in the past few years. I got you. Was that I guess Red Bud is probably your home track though, right? Uh yeah, it's probably the or actually I would consider high point. Okay. It's only about two hours away for me. I got you. I got you. Well, dude, coming off some pretty good results there at Bud's Creek. I uh, went twenty eighteen, that's gotta feel good. Yeah, it was definitely felt good to finally run in the top twenty for both motos. It seemed uh your I feel like your starts have been improving uh at least the last couple weekends. I'm sure that helps a lot. Yeah, good starts makes it a whole lot easier on the whole moto and just on the day to be running up front and just not have to work from the far back i heard it was uh miserably hot there at bud's creek um it looks like your fitness is in check though because you didn't seem to fade at all in the motos yeah it's always seems to be really hot there for some reason but yeah i felt good fitness felt pretty good what did what you think of the track? Because at least you know I, I did hear you know a couple of interviews afterwards, and the riders were talking. It was a little more hard pack, and you could definitely see that from the TV. And I always thought Buds was a little more soft. Um, was it different this year than normal? Yeah, it was definitely way more hard pack than it normally is. It kind of made for a little bit better racing because there was just more lines you could go and not completely get stuck or just just more hard packed a little bit drier than it normally is i got you yeah definitely uh makes sense kind of opens the lines up maybe a little bit and um allows you to switch it up when trying to pass someone and not so much follow the leader yeah definitely um so one round left iron man this weekend uh how do you feel about your season uh up to this point yeah, I felt pretty good all season. There was just a few mistakes at the beginning rounds that just, I mean, they, I had decent results, but not what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But just definitely the better starts have helped these past couple weekends, just getting out there, getting the pace going at first. Yeah, it seems to be, you know, maybe a little tougher for the, like, the privateers this year. It seems as though, like, not that many people got injured, the class is stacked when you, you look at, like, the top 12 or 13 are all factory riders, and that's kind of unheard of in the 450 class. Um, so, obviously, if you're putting near the top 20, you're doing something right as a, as a privateer. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely stacked this year. A lot of good riders, a lot of new riders, and it's just a deep field in both classes. So, you're, you're on your way to Ironman now. Um, is that your program mainly driving all the rounds, going back to Ohio during the week? Yep, that's that's uh, that's the program. Me and my dad usually leave Thursday, get there late Thursday night, pull on Friday, and then get back Sunday and go to work Monday. And uh, what do you what are you doing for work during the week? All all week I work at uh, for the city of Hudson in the cemetery division. Okay, okay. Outside working in the heat training. Yeah, working, and then after that, I try to ride, work out, train, whatever I can do mm-hmm. in the day with the time I have. I got you. You got a track of your place, or is it just hitting public tracks, or what's the, what's that like? Yeah, we got a track behind our house here, and then there's also a real good friend of mine, uh, John Cole, has a track called Map, about an hour away from me, probably one of the best tracks in Ohio right now. It's got to make it so much easier, you know, just to be able to come home from work and 
you know, gear up right at your house and go out and ride rather than, you know, get home, load up, drive however long to the track. It's got to, it's got to make it good. Yeah, it definitely makes it like a little bit easier when you're pinched for time on the mm-hmm. day. Uh, why, why Honda? Uh, Honda, I've always pretty much rode Honda besides like super many days, but it's just one of the most re- reliable bikes to me, at least. I had a Cowie there for a while, but it just didn't hold up. And uh, so we saw you 250s for Supercross. Did you just go 450 outdoor because it's easier to maintain? And I guess it's probably easier to be more competitive in the 450 class. Uh, as far as like a privateer standpoint, you don't have to dump a whole bunch of money into your bike. Yeah, definitely. Supercross is a little bit different because it's easier on the bike. You don't have to have a full mod motor to compete and be like towards the front Mm -hmm. outdoors it's just easier to ride a 450 less maintenance i just ride a stock 450 with the exhaust clutch what i've been doing for the last few years now okay well dude it's definitely competitive man seems like you're up front like i said earlier up on the start so uh just goes to show you man good start technique and put an exhaust on it you can run right up there with the big boys yep definitely uh, let's talk some Supercross here. Uh, you made your first main in New Jersey. Um, I think this, I might be wrong, was this the first year you tried to go? It seemed like you were there at all the East Coast rounds. Um, what was that like? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I really like Supercross. I did a few the year before, only like two or three. I didn't really even, I just pretty much showed up and just made what I could of it. I didn't go practice anywhere or anything. But this year, yeah, I definitely put some more effort into it and we went to quite a few and uh you made your your main at uh new jersey and dude i remember watching that track and it, it seemed it was so so rutted and soft uh you like that kind of stuff or are you better at the hard pack yeah i really the track was really awesome at new jersey actually it was rutted definitely but i'm used to it because we have pretty soft dirt around here in ohio been riding for quite a long time that's what i'm used to I'm, I, there's also hard pack too so i could say I like both but yeah the ruts definitely make the supercross track really interesting how hard was it for you to go from riding a 250 um on supercross track and then jumping on a 450 and going out there and doing you know 30 minute plus two twice was it a big transition uh not really the honda is actually pretty similar similar mm-hmm. in uh 250 and 450 they feel the same i have them set up the same it's just the power difference really okay and, and uh, how much i guess, well, i guess it's a different bike i was say how much you change but it's a whole different bike so i guess it doesn't really matter i mean obviously suspension and all that's i bet quite a bit different yeah it's i have them pretty much the same parts on both of them same bars and all that so but besides that it's just really the power of them that's different I got you. Um, so I think we all know you come from a racing family, obviously. Uh, when did you first start, you know, getting on the bike? Was it, you know, three years old on the PW? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I was about three or four. And then at five, I started racing. We actually uh, ran a track called Ohio International Raceway for like 10 years. So that's where I grew up racing and being around the sport. Okay, and uh, did you do the whole Loretta's thing from early on, or did you just do, like, the last couple of years? 
Yeah, I did Loretta's pretty much from 50s all the way to schoolboy. And then after schoolboy, I was just pretty much done with it. So I just went straight to pro. Okay. And uh, do you have some, like, amateur rivals you were always racing with? Obviously, in motocross, it's cool because you grow up, seems like, at least it seems like you grow up with the same people. So, you know, you can change classes all the time, but it always seems that you're racing the same same dudes. Uh, do you have any, like, amateur rivals or anything like that? Yeah, definitely. I had pretty much everyone that races a lot of the 250, like Adam C., Brandon Hartcraft, all of them, it's who I grew up racing with. It's got to be pretty cool to, you know, look back. You're seven or eight years old lining up against the same dudes now, you know, 2019 at the national uh, level. It's got to be kind of cool to look back at that. Yeah, it's definitely cool to see a lot of the same people out there still doing it. So what, from early on, um, was it always the goal to, you know, to be a pro motocross rider? Or was it all fun and then you're like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Maybe I should try and go pro. Or was that always the plan from the beginning? Yeah, it was, it was pretty much the plan from the beginning. I We didn't really get too much help even now, but we just did what we could with the money we had and went to the races like Loretta's, the bigger races that were somewhat close. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, pretty much the goal was to become pro and just do what we could. I got you. Um, without giving away your secrets, what, uh, what do you do off the bike for training? I have a personal trainer called uh, Joel Youngkin's training about 30 minutes from me. He really helps me with all my workouts and everything I need to get better on the and off the bike also. Okay. I'm sure that helps just to have, um, you know, it's one thing to do it on your own, but when you when you go to someone like a personal trainer, I'm sure it helps, like, you know, keep you focused and, you know, keep you pushing forward. Yeah, definitely. It helps a lot. He does a lot for me. He really helps me with off-the-bike training and everything along with that. Uh, one thing I noticed is you're running a little bit different gear than I think most You know, you're not running a Thor. You're not running Fox. You're running that AM motocross. Uh, kind of came on not too long ago. Uh, how'd you get hooked up with those guys, and can you talk about that company a little bit? Yeah, it's definitely he's uh, he's really awesome AM gear. He's been helping me a lot lately. He just hit me up one day and was like, hey, you want to try some gear? I was like, yeah, sure. I I haven't had a gear deal for quite a few mm-hmm. years, and he just stepped up to the plate, and he's really helped me a lot. Is that Cade, Cade Ottenwright's company, or is he maybe he just uh, sponsored by them? I, th- I thought maybe he had, he was kind of behind it. Yeah, he just yeah he just is sponsored by him also. Okay. It's uh yeah he's just sponsored by him. There's a few. There's a one other dude that wears it off, so that rides the 450 class. Okay, it definitely uh it stands out. Like I think you're wearing your orange stuff this weekend, and with like the whole orange torso and the black sleeves, it it looks super clean and it stands out, which is probably something you want as a gear company. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It really that new gear really stands out. And it's so comfortable and light. It's just it's probably one of the best gear I've worn. Uh, talking about this weekend coming up, uh, what are your goals for Ironman? Yeah, my goals are just to do what I did last weekend, good starts, stay in the top 20, get some more points. And uh, so after Ironman, what are, are you going to take some time off, or are you you know getting right back into it, getting ready for Supercross uh, next year? Yeah, I'll probably uh, take a few weeks off, but after that, it's just right to Supercross training, hopefully. 
there's really not there's really actually no supercross tracks anywhere near my house so we have to go south to ride those okay uh are there so i'm from florida and we have like virtually no like fair races or big money races like that for you know the off season for you know guys like yourself to make some money um is that big up in ohio at all or not really Oh, uh, there's a few fair races. I wouldn't say it's too big. They don't really pay out too much, but they have. There's quite a few pro am events and money races at local tracks around here that I usually hit in the fall time. I got you. It's gotta be nice just to go out there on a weekend and you know come home with some good money just to put it towards your program. Yeah, definitely. It's real nice. It helps out a lot in the long run. All right, Jeremy. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on, and good luck this weekend. Uh, who do you want to thank for getting you out there? Yeah, thanks for having me. But, yeah, i like to thank all my sponsors for everything to do, especially my mom and dad. The, they really helped me a lot with everything. And then Bob at War to Wheels has helped me with my bike for the last few years. He does everything he can for me. AM motocross gear, Russell Lyman, he's hooked it up really. Best gear out there right now, in my opinion. John Mitchell Racing, Corelli, Joel Youngkin's Training, Alpine Star, FMF, Pro Taper, Wisco, Pro X, Motor X, Comedic, Works Connection, Mobius, Recluse, Ride Engineering, Bell Helmet, 100% Goggles. GBR performance, just I can't thank all of them enough for everything they've done for me. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Sounds good. Thank you. Yep. See you. See you.